presented by Amway. Good morning. I'm Playbook Editor Mike DeBonis. It's Wednesday, November 1st. Rabbit, rabbit. Here's what's driving the day. The White House last night came out hard against the House Republican plan to send $14.6 billion in security aid to Israel and cut a corresponding amount from the IRS. The Biden administration, of course, wants Israel aid delivered as part of a much larger package involving Ukraine and other national security priorities, and it is not at all interested in seeing one of its top legislative victories cannibalized to do it. In last night's statement, the Office of Management and Budget called the bill, quote, bad for Israel, for the Middle East region, and for our own national security, unquote. Still, the bill is on track to emerge from the House Rules Committee later today and hit the floor for a final vote tomorrow. Another item we're following out of the House, the Fort Worth report scooped last night that House Appropriations Chairman Kay Granger has decided not to seek re-election to a 15th term, citing five well-placed sources. Granger, who is 80, did not confirm the reporting, but notably she is facing the loss of her gavel next Congress due to party term limits, and she was recently in the news for playing a key role in blocking Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio from winning the House Speakership last month. Also today, we have the Fed announcing its next move on interest rates this afternoon, and Vivek Ramaswamy and Congressman Ro Khanna of California will debate this morning at St. Anselm College in New Hampshire because... Why not? Now over to Eugene Daniels, who's in London for the big AI safety summit, which kicks off later today. Joining me now to discuss what we can expect to see during the UK AI safety summit over the next two days, senior technology correspondent for Political UK, my lunch date for Tuesday, Vincent Manicorn. Vincent, good to have you on. The first international reporter we've had on. <laughs> yeah, it was a great lunch, great a great Korean we had. Yes, and the London Bureau here in London. Vincent, you know, you have been in the weeds on this for a very long time. I want you to walk me through kind of basically who's here, right? I am in my hotel room. Vice President Harris is floors up from me. Her team is downstairs. Secret Service is everywhere. So I know she's here. Who else is Who else is in London for this? Any, anybody that people here might um, be really interested in? So, so I think that the story here has been who's not here. So there's been a lot of stories over the last few months about, you know, President Biden not being here. And that was seen as a snub. Um, French President Emmanuel Macron also didn't turn up. Uh, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is also isn't here. On Friday, there was some good news. The, the European Commission President um, Ursula von der Leyen and the UN boss Antonio Guterres uh, both said yes. But the real piece de resistance was Elon Musk. Uh, which who confirms? <laughs> Say that again. The be, the piece de resistance <laughs> is Elon Musk, Mister Mister X, sir. Exactly. Yeah. So Elon Musk, so the man of the moment. He he is coming, and he's coming to day one and day two, and he's doing a a session. I think on X as well. It'll be live streamed with Rishi Sunak. So that the you know the the PM's team, the Prime Minister's team in the UK, they're really pleased that they've managed to get such a big name because you know it's been a little bit of an embarrassment for them that they haven't managed to get big names so far. Yeah, I mean, 
Talk to me a little bit about why those other folks decided not to come, right? This is supposed to be a global <laughs> summit, right? This is, he invited quite a few people. Um, the UK, despite their, you know, issues with the EU, still seems to have good relations with the countries that you mentioned. Why didn't those folks come? It's a good question. I think part of the reason is, you know, like these guys are busy and, there exi- <laughs> it's always a good excuse when you're leading a country. I, I'm, I'm busy. I'm I washing my hair. I'm washing my hair that night. <laughs> exactly. That, that's, exactly. That's what they're saying. <laughs> no, but I, I think that the, you know, there's a, there's a point there that you know the UK has been they 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 announced this big AI summit, but there's there's already existing AI initiatives around the world. There's the G7. You know, the US just released its executive order. The EU is working on its AI Act. I think there's a feeling in some other capitals around the world that, you know, they're already working on AI initiatives. And perhaps this was a bit of a distraction. But I think, you know, Rishi Sunak, he, he succeeded in, in perhaps, um, you know, raising the level of uh, conversation about the, the, the real kind of catastrophic risks of AI. And that's where this summit is perhaps unique. And, you know, it's perhaps late in the day, but he's got Elon Musk now. He's, he's managed to get some some other big names. So it, it, has, it hasn't been a complete embarrassment for the British prime minister. <laughs> well, that's good because we would be wasting our time if so. One of the things I found interesting is when the... Vice President's team and I spoke about kind of what are the things she's going to be saying in the speech on Wednesday? How is she going to talk about this? And they talked about basically the United States executive order being a blueprint for other countries to essentially keep them from following the way of authoritarian countries. China is obviously <laughs> the country that they're talking about. When you think about the Chinese government and kind of being further ahead when it comes to AI, both regulation and using it. Is there a chance that the United States and China can come to some agreement on this? They haven't come to agreement on many things. Um, we've been talking and you said the idea of Rishi Sunak getting maybe Vice President Harris or someone from the United States across the table from a leader from China would be would be a huge deal. Yeah, I think this is this is an interesting question because I think this is really where Rishi Sunak can make a bit of a legacy here because the US and China have really been at each other's throats on on multiple issues and AI has been one of those issues that there was a summit 3 years ago in Paris where on the future of AI which was was supposed to kind of talk about, you know, guardrails, potential regulation at a global level for AI. And the US and the Chinese de- delegation just ended up taking pot shots at each other. It was a complete car crash. So in a sense, if Rishi Sunak can even get these two world powers around the table talking civilly about this emerging technology and, you know, whisper it, even signing this shared document, this communique, outlining the risk of, risks of AI. And yes, it's a slim document. Yes, it's high level risks. But that would, I think, be quite a diplomatic coup for Rishi Sunak. Yeah. Before I let you go, because we have lots to do, um, what are the what's the biggest thing that you're looking for when it comes to kind of like tensions between not just the UK and the US, but kind of on the global stage, geopolitical wise, on AI? This is something that is likely going to shape many, you know, decades to come. So what are the tension points that you're gonna be looking out for over the next couple of days? So yeah, this is an interesting point because this week has really been an AI fest. The, the, the White House issued its executive order on AI. The G7 came out with its own initiative. 
And the EU is also working on an AI Act. Singapore also announced a new initiative on the governance of AI. It's, it's, it's almost as if all these countries are, are saying, look, we're also relevant. It's not just the UK. And perhaps that reflects some of the ruffled feathers that, that, that has happened here as, you know, Rishi Sunak has, has tried to pitch himself as a leader on AI. On the other hand, it could be seen as, you know, real collaboration on the world stage. They're all coming together. They're all bringing out their own initiatives. They're all kind of rowing in the same direction on, you know, AI and, and how to govern it. Vincent, thank you. Thank you very much for, for coming through. And I will be demanding you take me to find some more delicious food here in London as I'm here <laughs> over the next couple of days. That, that's a deal. That's a deal. Great, <laughs> great right. to be on the show. Thanks, Eugene. Thank you. Take care. And for your schedule today, the House and the Senate are both in, and President Biden will be traveling to Minnesota, where he will tour a family farm in Northfield and speak on Bidenomics. Later on, he'll participate in a campaign fundraiser in Minneapolis before returning to Washington. I'm Mike DeBonis. Thanks for listening. Partnership. Integrity. Personal worth. Achievement. Small business ownership. Equipped with these values and a commitment to growth, Amway positively impacts communities where we live, work, and play. Driven by our values. Through these values, Amway helps people start their own businesses, strengthens communities, and helps people live better, healthier lives. Learn more at weareamway.com.